Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are happily rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind, sort of happily, with red lips and no jumpers. I am your host, Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com, and I am joined by my girlfriend, Shay Elliott of the TheElliottHomestead.com. Uh, I'm feeling the Monday. Are you feeling the Monday? How are you? I'm always feeling the Monday. <laughs> Monday. Every day is Monday. You know, it's funny. You said I'm here with my girlfriend, Shay Elliott. Do you know what mm-hmm. our number one episode on the podcast of all time is? Our love story. Our love story. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's because people thought we were actually in a romantic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Parisian farm girl, the Elliott. Oh my gosh. Shay comes out swinging on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back, by all means. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we are here to help you rescue your love for homemaking. And we are two best girlfriends, 2,000 miles away. We haven't seen each other in two years. And we're just in the trenches with you. There are rotten apple cores under our sofas. Yes. But we try to get up every day and put our red lips on and... uh we, we try, we try <laughs> what, to make what it we try happen. To do? I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I tell you what, uh, last week I got all my like bread starters going yes. for the week. That helped. I was trying and, you know, and then our washing machine broke. And so I'm 8,200 loads behind. So <laughs> choose your hard, you know, get the bread done because you never know when those reliable appliances are going to crap out on you. Always. Well, you look Always. great for not having clean clothes. I mean, you're looking very stylish. Today. I got to tell you. Okay, so here's the thing. And we're going to have to do like a clothing episode because COVID has robbed me of my fashion joy. <laughs> um, but you know what's really rescuing that joy for me is doing these episodes on YouTube, having them for our patrons. Because this is like a whole long story, but like, you know, I lived in Chicago and then I moved to northern Wisconsin And so that was like a huge wardrobe adjustment. And that took a few years and then COVID happened. And then all of a sudden looking nice didn't matter anymore. Right. And so um, I got to say, like, I'm bringing it. Every YouTube video. If you want to see me in my scummy clothes and my pajamas, you can watch my Parisian Farm Girl YouTube channel. But like for the Homemaker Chic podcast videos, this is me. This is what's happening. Today how I'm long, channeling my how long inner. Do you think that's going to last for? Oh, it's going to last for this whole sure season at least. Yep, yep. You guys got my little we do blouse. This thing. Mm-hmm. We do this mm-hmm. thing. Where we're like this season. We're going to have all our notes written down. We're going to make it really concise and helpful for people. We're going to have five points. <laughs> we're going to do all these amazing things, and then we do that for about two and a half episodes. And then we just do this. (laughs) Our assistant's like, so could you like kind of give me the heads up? Like, when do you record? I'm like, well, sometimes we record like an hour before the episode is due. But that was last year. And this is this year. And I have a blouse on again. I'm wearing my ring. Hello. It looks great. Thanks. It looks great. I'm doing it. It feels Um, good. Yeah. We had some friends over from church last week. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised because it was a husband and wife. They're in their young, early 50s. And, um, she said to me, oh, I listened to your podcast while I'm putzing around the house. And I was like, really? Um, Awkward. That's that's great. But then, uh, no, I'm, I'm glad that she listens. Okay. She goes, so tell me, like, how do you prepare? <laughs> I was like, shut up, everybody. Get to the basement. <laughs> Mom is not here for three hours. Find your father. <laughs> that's basically... that is our preparation and maybe when our kids are grown and gone and not so intense then maybe we will have more time to prepare but for the most part we're completely shooting off the hip (laughs) what's coming out we'll see it'll be a surprise um but yes like angela said this podcast has been shown so much love by all our patrons and we love you guys. So thank you for loving on the podcast in that way. If you would like to become a patron for just $10 a month, you can have access to all our past Patreon goodies, including copies of our cookbooks. But probably most 
popular thus far has just been getting a video form of the podcast. So as a patron, you get a private link to a private YouTube episode of every podcast. So you get to see us in video form. Like, what am I wearing today? I don't know. What are you wearing today? Only our patrons will know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm not wearing anything. It could be a a surprise. Our love story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, funny. Actually, you know, a lot of times we all sign up for things and we don't take advantage of them. You know, you'd like sign up for this and you sign up for that. Uh, Pretty much everybody that has signed up for the fangirl patron level, like, Mm -hmm. has been watching the videos. Like 99%. Isn't that amazing? It's pretty exciting. And so if you want a teaser, just go over to Patreon.com because we are posting trailers to the videos. So you're like, is it worth it? Is this something I really want to do? Just watch a trailer. See if you can keep a straight face. (laughs) Sometimes I feel really dumb because when I'm proofing the podcasts before I publish them, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I think that's funny. And I'm making myself and you're making me laugh. And then I think, what kind of loser do you have to be to laugh at your own laugh jokes? At yourself? Especially when you know what you said. <laughs> like, you know what's coming. <laughs> I do that. I'll be, you know, making dinner or cleaning up the kitchen and the kids are like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, us. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, I think it is funny. Okay. Um, also, when you listen to yourself, like, why do we do... See, I just hit the desk. That's going to pick every noise gets picked up from our microphones. Mm-hmm. And we live in very noisy houses. And apparently we both can only breathe out of our mouth. <laughs> <gasps> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to sit back just a little bit from our mics today to see if that helps. I'm sorry for breathing like I breathe. I will stop now. Um. All right. Shall okay. Wait, do they know where to go? What? For what? For Patreon. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> Monday, Monday. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There will be two options, the Chipper Chicken and the Fangirl. Chipper you choose what? You choose what? We covered the Chipper Chicken last season, so uh, yeah. they got it. Yeah. They got it. Yes, patreon.com forward slash podcast. We love you. Cue it. Yes. Okay. Oh, that means I have to get like, I have to get ready. It's my wine day. Please cue the wine music. Yes, it's your wine day. Also, Angela would like to apologize prolifically. Shut up, Shay. I don't toss you under the the bus live. (laughs) Computer (laughs) clicking. It went on in last week's episode. I was listening uh-huh. to proof the podcast episode before I published, and initially it starts like, oh, we need to not breathe like that. Uh, we need to be careful about not clicking our computer to pull up the notes while we're recording. And then it progressed to like, if I hear a computer click one more time, Angela Reed. I wasn't shopping. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. I wasn't shopping. No, it's just browsing between. Okay, this isn't a computer click. This is not. Oh, shoot. I didn't swear. It's not a computer click. It's me trying to open my bubbly. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. uh, It's actually happening. There we go. Keep going on that. They can hear the music. There we go. We're good. Okay. This is the part of the podcast that is sponsored by our dear friends at Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is a biodynamic organic wine importer that Shay and I have partnered with to stock our little wine racks. And quite frankly, we love them because they are lacking in the 76 ingredients that can be included in your grocery store wines. There is no genetically modified yeast. There is no, there are no additional sugars added. Are you frozen? Or are you just making a very pensive face? Okay, I'm sorry, Shay, but if your family doesn't stop clomping around upstairs while we are trying to record, like, you are dead to me. If I hear one more footstep, I swear. (laughs) My bow tie is too tight. Keep talking. I don't understand. I feel like I give pretty simple instructions. Like, don't come in the background. 
not in control of what's happening right now. You are in control of your control. Oh, so don't my freaking goodness. <laughs> okay. Ask me what I'm sipping. No, okay. So if you would like to try these wines, um, really... Shay harassed me for a long time. Like you've seen her harass me. So, you know, it can be done. But she harassed me for a long time that I needed to convert my wine passions over to dry farm. And I was very hesitant because I wondered, like, is that really real wine? Am I going to really love it? And now I really do. It's all that I drink. So you need to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. You can get your first bottle for a penny. So you can get three bottles and a bottle for a penny. Six bottles and a bottle for a penny. Twelve. I just got the uh, email that my 12 bottles and my bubbly subscription are on their way. Yahoo! Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty happy. And that's a fabulous way that you can take care of your body. You can uh, enjoy a quality glass of wine. I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah, elephants. Mm-hmm. A quality glass of wine with your meal and and support the, the podcast that you love so much. So Friends, I just opened this. I'm so intrigued. I've been waiting to open this bottle. So if you're watching on on the Patreon YouTube channel, look at this. This is what I'm drinking Tough here. Tough nut. Tough I nut. I have not had this. Um, It looks very like Frida Kahlo, don't you think? Oh, yeah. And yeah, I love like, those totally. unfiltered bubblies. They look like a hard cider almost. Okay. Yeah. So it was all settled. And for the show, like I gave it a little tip. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to stir up all the goop at the bottom. Um. So a lot of times you'll see this with your dry farm. This is an on purpose bubbly, but sometimes there's a little tiny bit of fermentation in your wine, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, All of your dry farm wines are uh, a spontaneous fermentation. So they're not adding the sugars. You know, they're using the yeast on the grapes, which I think is really exciting. So this beautiful vintage glass, Mm. I'm going to try this uh, tough Nut? Nut. Tell me more about this. Where is this? Okay. So this is actually very intriguing. So this is normally um, a grape that's grown uh, in the Puglia, Italy. Okay. However, this is a wine. I think we're pretty darn popular in Australia, Homemaker Chic. And this is an Australian wine. Really? Which I have never. A lot of times I get Austria, France, Italy from Dry Farm. I've never. New Zealand. Okay, I haven't received a New Zealand yet. This is my first. Oh, no, maybe that. Nope, I never have. So this is interesting. Um, So they have an area in Australia um, near the mighty Murray River that is very similar to this Puglia region in Italy. So um, Hmm. these guys decided to grow grapes in Riverland, South Australia. And uh, it's an Italian grape variety. And here we go. An Italian grape variety grown in so, Australia. What's the grape variety called? Del- Delinquente, I think. Delinquente. That's what it looks like. Isn't this cool? People, I mean, think about the wines that we know as Americans. They're Ooh, very that's basic. totally, I mean, not to sound lame, but that's very different. <laughs> okay. How intriguing. I got bubbles in my eyeball. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but think there's a grape called Delicante that grows for wine that we don't even get to see on shelves it's so neat oh man yeah that's yummy i don't oh i want to taste it i wish i had that one it's really interesting so it's from a very like drought resilient area and so we know dry farms does all their own oh here's a person and mom they won't let me watch it father his father isn't home his father ran out for Ground beef for taco Ooh, night. Watch. I know watch. how you feel about ground beef tacos. You're crazy. We had street tacos last night. Oh, this we had street fun. tacos last night. Okay. I actually I can't let the cat out of the bag. Never mind. And we're back. Sans babies. Okay. Um, should we tell them what we're gonna talk about today? Yeah, did we tell them where to go this time? I did, didn't I? Oh my yeah. gosh, did we? Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker chic, ladies and do gentlemen. Do it. Do it now. Yes. Go. All right. We're going to sip a glass today and uh, we're going to talk about our homes. But before we get there. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> today's show, today's to show is also brought to you by my brand spanking new Old World Design Society. 
So if velvet sofas, gilded frames, ironstone, hand-sewn linens, vintage books, regal estates, or country cottages give you the vapors, then I am speaking your language and I invite you to join my brand new Old World Design Society. This is a quarterly publication and uh, support group, if you will. So we are going to meet on Facebook for now, and then we'll eventually have our own online forum. But you will receive a beautiful magazine in the mail, or you can choose the digital version if that is better for you. And then we will get together quarterly, and we're going to have design challenges and some historic uh, creative inspiration, some fun assignments. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to be inspired. So... If you are like the many people that reach out to me and you're sort of lost in a world of whitewashed farmhouses and you're looking for something a little bit richer, then this is a place for you to make new friends and receive some education and be with some like-minded individuals. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. The link will be uh, in the show notes And of course, you can always find it on ParisianFarmGirl.com. Easy peasy. But I would love to invite you to the society. The printed version, for those of you like me, who really like to hold something in your hands, you prefer a magazine, you prefer a coffee table book, that is a limited edition each quarter. So if you want to get in on that, then you need to move really fast because I think they're going to sell out très vite. Mm. Otherwise, you can choose the the digital version. And all the design... Um, all the old world society members, um, I have been hosting, um, private collection sales on Instagram the last few months and they've been pretty, uh, crazy, pretty filings basement crazy. And so if you are a society member, you will have advanced notice and a early pass, like an early bird shopping pass to that as well. So wonderful. Wonderful. Yay. Okay. Well, that's really the perfect sponsor for today's episode because I think so. We're going to dive deep into the depths of Mordor. Of the winter home, the stale, dust bunnied, stale, stagnant. Yeah. So we've got 10 ways to freshen your home, which I think is. So very much needed in January. Mm-hmm. You you know, you've packed up all the Christmas. You've, sh- God willing, you've shaken off last year. <laughs> you're looking down the nose of 2021. You're in your home and you're thinking, how can I breathe new, Oops. <laughs> so new life into this space? It's okay. See that grace I just gave? It's okay. Go find your father. <laughs> Go find him. <laughs> Junior, where's the Chromebook? <laughs> you had it last. Well, the thing is, is uh, so right above me and just a little bit that way is our boots, like where people put on and off their, you know, boots from going mm-hmm. out of the muddy farm. And so you can just hear them like whapping their feet against the ground trying to get those boots off. And that is a perfect place to start. Sick. The coats and winter clothes and boots we didn't even put that on the list did we because i can't talk about it because you know i can't talk about my boot room okay i can't start there then let's start with my favorite thing okay Okay. when i'm feeling i know what it is can i guess (sighs) yeah is it moving furniture it's moving furniture (laughs) i love it it so much because you know that feeling when you move furniture around even if like there's nothing new, right? You're just moving it to a new place. One, it uncovers layers of filth that you don't even realize were there. Actually, mm-hmm. I took a picture. Stu and I moved a couch out to to pull a pillow out that one of the kids had shoved down there because why wouldn't you? And there was a rotten apple and a rotten pear that had mm-hmm. become like pressed fruit against the wood on the floor i mean they were moldy but like dried <laughs> and i like held them up in my it was hand like and a took a picture archaeological it was and i was like you guys you have to get the joe scraper and scrape That's them exactly. off <laughs> yes i did it was disgusting <laughs> it was like i'm not joking when i say but had you never moved the couch you would never find the stuff and so i think 
it's one of you could the have started your ways. own wine company under there seriously like. <laughs> um when you can't necessarily go to the store or mm-hmm. you don't want to go to the store or maybe right. you the budget to go to the store you get that same yeah. rush just from moving your things around and looking mm-hmm. at your space with new eyes and then have you ever noticed that when you do something like that it's like when you rearrange your mantle you just keep finding yourself like ducking into the room and looking at it and then Ooh. you go do something and then you yeah. come back in and you're like yep still there still pretty okay and then I just love that feeling and to me moving furniture is the easiest way to get that hell hath no fury like a woman who wants a piece of furniture moved Oh, yeah. I get out like rag rugs, dish towels, the little fuzzy things, like whatever I need to scooch that Mm -hmm. stuff around. Um, It's really easy for me because once I settle into the the design or, you know, layout of a room, I'm very much married to it. It's really easy for me to think this is like the only way this is the best way this space could be. And I would say um, there are some layouts that are probably much better for your space than others. Mm-hmm. But I would say go ahead and do the mediocre ones every once in a while. Do the ones that are just a little bit off. The ones are like aren't the the sofa like in reality. It looks cool here, but it looks better in the other room. Go ahead and just move it to the point B uh, just to change things up. Like don't worry about don't worry about it always being like absolute spot on design perfection. Just change it up. Yeah. And sometimes you're right. There are your room just fits a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe it's a small room and there's like our bedroom. There's no moving furniture in our bedroom. It is exactly what it will always be. But there are small furniture. You know, maybe there's two different chairs you can swap or maybe there's mm-hmm. end tables. I do tables a lot because I've got, you know, four or five of them spread around the house and they're all they can pretty much go anywhere. And so sometimes just doing that, it makes you put different things on it and the color's different and mm-hmm. the feel's different. Or sometimes I move throw pillows from beds to couches oh, yeah. and the couch ones to the bed. Um, so it doesn't always have to be big furniture that we're tackling, especially because when you commit to moving like your couches or some sort of a hutch, you're committing to a day of dusting and work. <laughs> the hutches are a big deal. The hutches I don't, are so- I don't move the hutches like yeah. a lot. No, no, but I will move coffee tables Mm -hmm. and sofas and tables, plants, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll move, you know, like, okay, usually I love it really here, but now I'm going to move it there and lamps, even just swapping lamps out from one room to another makes a huge difference or Or lamp shades. shades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So amazing. We're amazing. Um. Yeah. Okay. So number one way that we're freshening our house, I always focus on this in January and February because I don't care in June and July and August. I just want to be outside with the flowers and the frogs and be enjoying that part. Um, So January and February is when I always love to look at the rooms and just think, is this right? Is this what we're wanting? And if it's not, then move something around. Maybe you'll get it right. I kind of had this happen. I'm writing a blog post on this right now because it was so silly to me. We had this big table in our kitchen that we used to create kind of like a horseshoe of counters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was big. It was about nine feet long, two and a half feet wide, really heavy duty, had storage shelf underneath. And I loved it. I really, really loved it. I loved the way it photographed. It worked really well for filming on and... Then we moved it out when I was working on the floor a couple weeks ago. And instead, we brought in this table, which I talked about, I think, maybe last week. Did I talk about I think so. I think so. Anyway, so we put in a table instead. And originally, I thought we'll put the table basically where the counter was and we'll extend it so that it basically is the exact same size as the counter was. And instead, we just like plumped the table, plunked, plumped, plunked. Plopped. Plopped. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we plunked, plunked, I suppose. the table. Plunked? I'm just doing <laughs> Just say plopped. <laughs> we plopped the table like smack dab in the middle of the kitchen. It's just straight up like. That's Floating. It. It's just a table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've dressed it up, of course, with all these little things, like cutting boards and flowers and candles as one does. But it's, I can't believe that one thing, it kept me from 
loving my kitchen and I didn't even know that th- that I didn't love my kitchen. And then I put the table in and the way the family sits at it, the way they'll sort of belly up and have a spot to sit or maybe somebody who came in late for lunch will just sit in the kitchen. Like it's created this completely different atmosphere in my kitchen that I was I had no idea we were missing because people mm-hmm. were always in my kitchen and it was always the happening place. And turns out it was wrong. And like, mm-hmm. had we not moved the furniture, I never would have found that sweet spot. And finally, when I walk into it, I'm like, this is it. This is it. Finally. And um, furniture's powerful. It is. We, it was really, really cold last week and the kids were lamenting you know, another dreaded day of schooling. And so I said, well, let's bring the the big harvest table from the kitchen into the middle room. We'll just drag it over and then we can all, everybody just wants to be in the room with the fire. I know you have a fireplace in your kitchen, skunk. And so we did that and it was very inconvenient, but it was magic. And Everybody just like sat at the table and did their school or sat on couches and did their school. And we had a fire going. We burned through so much firewood last week, but it was just magic. And just to even give the kids in their school atmosphere, like a different vibe. And um, it just made them feel like they didn't have to be banished from the room they really wanted to be in just because it was school. Right. And so we've kind of just been scooching it back and forth. It takes about four minutes. It's very heavy, but you just shove it in, shove it back out. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Tables. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's something about them, isn't there? I wish I could jack with the layout of my kitchen more. I just can't quite wrap my head around it mm-hmm. because of Tasty. the proximity of where my front door is to... Um, just how close it is to the range. So if I put something like right in the middle, you'd like be walking up to the table when you walk in the room. Mm. It's just, I can't quite get it. And I can't move my stove because of what I've done there with the stonework. So we'll see, yeah. but, hmm. but moving it into the, cause I told the kids, I'm like, what if we made this middle fireplace room, like a dining room slash library? Cause that's the feeling we want it to get is like a library. We have mm-hmm. lots more bookcases and stuff on the horizon. Like, can you imagine that? Like just the big table running down the room with the fireplace and books. Yeah. I would never leave. I know. The (laughs) fireplace. Oh, like what it does to a space. I mean, I think fire is just magic. I do too. Okay. Next on the list. Oh. Okay, let's actually do this this one next. Let's talk about stripping okay. things down before we're, we're adding anything else. I think this is really, really important. I think of this in my mind as just editing. So yes. number two, we're stripping things down. And what I mean by that is I literally take a box, like a donate box and then a trash bag. And I go into a room and I'm just like, what? Okay, what pillows have stains? Which ones have okay. tears that have had a tear for six months that I'm not going to fix? Um, what shoe like where's that other shoe oh it got left out in the snow somewhere okay we're going to get rid of this shoe Um, Mm -hmm. and this can be overwhelming but it can also be really exhilarating so I just take it one room at a time I find the living room the dining room the kitchen actually fairly easy it's when you get into clothes and shoes that it gets a little bit complicated that's another episode that's another episode (laughs) probably (laughs) but going into your living spaces and just saying what doesn't serve me well anymore um Here's an example. I had this mirror that I really loved. It was an antique mirror. It was like little wooden thing. And it had dowels on the side that fit into the stand. And the dowels were broken. And it was always just going and like flopping its head over. And it wouldn't stay up. So every time I <laughs> Every time you by, walked in the room, you straightened it? I would straighten this mirror. I don't know about that kind of stuff. And finally, I was like, you know what, Shay? You have other things to do with your energy. It's time for the mirror to go. Yeah. And I'm sure somebody could have fixed it. And so great. Donate it. You know, get that off your conscience or throw it away. Whatever you want to do. But just recognizing like what is in this space that needs to be edited out that no longer serves the purpose of this room or our family. Um, Yeah. Like if it doesn't if it's just like causing you stress or inconvenience or it doesn't make you like as far as your home, if. Does it make you super happy? 
I mean, I'm a collector. I have a lot of stuff. And like, I try to make sure that whatever I set my eyes to just makes my heart just flip flop. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, it really needs to go. And as far as like editing, I'll take a Rubbermaid and I'll just like you said, just like edit the space. Like, mm-hmm. okay, because, because I do enjoy so many things. I am trying to be, always trying to be very mindful that it doesn't just up, end up looking like a big giant tag sale. It's got to make sense. It's got to be stylish. Um, and so if I need to take out a few books or a few ratty pillows, like it's, I don't have to keep all the things all the time just because I got a good deal or just because they're old world mm-hmm. or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I put things away and then I can kind of go shopping in my own house mm-hmm. when I do the big furniture rearrange. And then it's very refreshing because I find things, oh, I forgot I had this. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, here's this throw blanket and we haven't used this in six months. So let's drape it over the end of the couch or whatever. Yep. And on that note, I think it's important to, I mean, if we're doing this once a year, let's say we're doing this in January and February, mm-hmm. it's also okay to admit like this isn't fitting to me anymore. Like give yourself <laughs> space to change. I've yeah. done that many times where things I've like... I bought, I've just hung on to because I'm like, well, I bought this and I like it. And, you know, I got like, I got a good deal on it. It's like, well, you know, maybe you did like it 10 years ago when you bought it, but it's also okay to Mm -hmm. be like, it's not my favorite anymore. And you don't have to keep it around just because you have it. And Um, I do think that. Go ahead. Go finish. No, finish. Before what? Um, Before we start layering in good new stuff which we inevitably do in the spring. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's really, really important to take this step of like edit out everything that you can. Get it bare. I'm, I mean, I'm not a minimalist by any sense, mm-hmm. but I do think there's really a great benefit to getting rid of what no longer serves you. Or like you yeah. said, what no longer makes your heart flip flop. Right, right. It. It's okay. I think um, this is something I might... <laughs> My cousin teased me about this once. She's like, you you still have like, you know, you and I have had like some big financial struggles in the past. And so it's really easy to think like, well, I got a really good deal on that or I've had that for so long. I'm going to like stay diligent. I'm not going to be frivolous or flippant and like to hang on stuff with even like the wrong mindset. Like there's like even a, a guilt attached to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people... They experience this in their house because they've received something from their mother-in-law or they something that they got as a shower gift or something. And there's like a, a guilt attachment to their items. Mm-hmm. And that just ends up creating a frustration. Yeah. Or like the wrong kind of clutter, you know? Right. I think that's a line you kind of have to have wisdom to walk. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember when Marie Kondo got so popular for her like minimalism organizational kind of thing. Marie, was that Marie Con? What's her name? Something like that. I'm not. Anyway, I remember her saying one of the things was like, if somebody gives you a gift, it was given to you to make you happy. And if it's not making you happy, then it's okay to like, let go of that. If you're not using Mm -hmm. it, you don't find purpose for it in your home, then it's not serving its purpose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's some, there's some ditches you could certainly fall into around, around that. But I think it can be applied well. Um, you know, I think about people who have bought things for my house that weren't quite my style. And of course I held on to them because of guilt for many years. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know what? It's, this is okay. They wouldn't want me to feel tension every time I looked at this. That's not what mm-hmm. they hoped for when they bought me right. the gift. Right. And so where could it serve a better purpose? Where could it be treated better? <laughs> so yes, Very edit true. your space. Okay, and now that our space is edited. Now what? Well, uh, two things. Two things. First up. You jumped on our list, so I don't know where you're going. I'm sorry. I'm all all over the board. One thing leads to another. Okay, the first thing I think of after editing is clicking back to what season one or two of the podcast where we were talking about pit lists. Okay, Mm -hmm. pit rhymes with a word. And that word is taking care of things that you don't want to take care of things that are annoying Mm -hmm. you and so i think this is a perfect opportunity let's say you go into the living room you've moved the furniture you edit the space of what no longer serves it 
And then you just get a pen and a paper and you write down everything on your pit list for that room. And it could be big things. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, maybe a few years out. It could also be small things like patch the the wall where the baseball bat hit it. You know, it could be things that you could actually take care of in maybe 15 minutes or half an hour or just a quick run to the hardware store. Um, But getting it all out of your head and getting it onto a workable list so that when you have a free Saturday and you're like, okay, we're kind of all here. We got some time. You know exactly Mm -hmm. what you can do in that space. Preaching so hardcore to myself right now because we like to hold things in our brain and we just clench onto them and we think about it and then we think about it again and then something brings it up and we think about it again. And that is so much wasted energy when we could just Mm -hmm. write it down on the list, get it out of our brain, and then we're able to communicate better from that place and plan better and be more efficient. Um, so I would say make a pit list. That would be a great way to freshen your home. Or become a patron because we have a printable one for you. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Could do that too. Could do that too. Um, <laughs> do you have pit, the running pit lists for your rooms right now? Uh, it's not a hard It's a question. little bit. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Yes. I mean, I suppose, yes. There's a couple rooms that are just like, okay, like that is not even on the horizon. That room just has to stay. We have with this room we uh, call the pretty room. And we called it that because when we moved in, everything else was just such a wallpaper disaster. Like, and I mean like bad, like JCPenney's 1980s wallpaper. This room hadn't been wallpapered. You can tell they were prepping to do it, like, and they never got to it. And it's a nice room. It's got a, it's a nice long room and it has beams. It's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of our furniture that we didn't quite know what to do with when we first moved in, we put it in there and it was all our nicer furniture. And so we just was like, well, that's the pretty room. We've never had a room this substantial before. So that's the pretty room. Well, it's really not so pretty. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So maybe it is still the pretty room. But like that's not even right here right now. So there are little things that definitely need to be done in other rooms. But I feel like at this point, uh, we've been here three years now and we've moved through the pit list. And now the things are bigger than pit. (laughs) But there's pit too. There's always pit. So like light bulbs. Hello. Well, that's That's not on our list. It is on our list. Light bulbs is on our list. Where is it? It's on the second list. There it is. Like for the love. Can you just be a grown up, Angela, and order some light bulbs and just walk around the house like a little fairy and screw in all the light bulbs. Nothing is more annoying Mm. than light bulbs that aren't working. And I have some uh, chandeliers where the arms have gone bad. Yeah. Like, so that requires like undoing it from the ceiling, like Joel rewiring the chandelier, like threading through the, the arms. Like, that's a horrible job. That's horrible. Yes. Um, but yeah. So, like, if you're watching my YouTube channel and you're like, that dumb light bulb is always burned out over her kitchen sink, it's not burned out. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yes, just get some light bulbs for the mm-hmm. love. And maybe that's a, maybe when you're going through and you're making your pit list on your house, maybe that's a great time to you because I did actually write on this list, go and replace the light bulbs that aren't working and the light bulbs that are there. Like, let's dust them light for the love. Could disgusting. we just clean the bacon grease off of them? And- yeah, they get very gross. So take the mm-hmm. time to switch them out or wash them. I know that sounds silly, but like just wet wash rig, just dust. that. You just off. Yeah. You just carry a wet washcloth mm-hmm. with you. You take the light bulb off. You give it a little zhuzh. You put the light bulb back yeah. in. Yeah. This is a great time to to go through and get all like I have shandies everywhere and they all have little shades on all the light bulbs and they're they're flies. Flies land on them. They love the heat of the chandelier. So in the summertime, when flies come inside, they land on those and then they poop. And you can tell like it's these little dots, these little black dots. That's fly poop. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. But now's a great time to take them off, 
Fill the sink with hot, soapy water. Just give a little scrub with a nice scrubby sponge on mm-hmm. all those little shandy bulbs or on the little shandy shades. Yep. Or any lampshade. <laughs> Please, because they're just gross. They get. Very, or you take like the fuzzy gross. brush of your vacuum first and then give it a wash. Yep. And, yeah. Yep. And then put them back on. They'll dry very quickly. It'll be great. And you'll be so, so glad you did it. So, yeah, that I think is such a beautiful way to freshen the home. And when more light is coming in, when you're windows are clean, let's say, or mm-hmm. your light bulbs are clean. That casts a completely different glow over your space. And that's mm-hmm. what we want. We want our space to feel fresh. fresh. So fresh and so clean, clean. Okay, what's next? <laughs> uh, houseplants. Oh, I love it. Unfortunately, house. you got to clean those off too. You do got to <laughs> clean those. Yesterday I have this, you know, we have, I have one um, from... American Blossom Linens, our sponsor. Yes. Of the show. I love this plant. I don't remember what it's called, but I love it. And I was photographing it the other day and I was uh, at my computer. I'm like, uh, that is really dusty. You're going to have to clean that off and do it again. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Houseplants are a way for those of uh, for those of you that live like in a northern climate where it does get gray and just abysmal and you're you know fighting scurvy (laughs) the houseplant is a way to bring life into the space so i would say like first light and then green and i was not a houseplant person for a long time and then one day it was just like a switch flipped and now just give them all to me Mm -hmm. i love them Mm -hmm. The last time I went to go get some houseplants, it was a couple weeks ago. And I just said, Stu, I'm leaving. He's like, to where? I was like, I don't know. Wherever the Holy Spirit leads, honey. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit led me to Lowe's. <laughs> and I looked at their houseplants and, you know, there was some good ones. But then the guy comes in pushing like fresh cart of plants. Oh, like, man. Still wrapped in plastic. And he cuts the plastic off. And it was between me and this old lady. And we were just like, get out of my way. (laughs) Elbows to the face. (laughs) He had these beautiful little ferns and just these small little gorgeous things. And I think a lot of times when people think houseplants, they think like palms. Um, Yeah, like dinosaur food. Right. Which I have too. I like the palm. but. The little ones, I keep them in my bathroom next to my shower and just small little terracotta pots. Like they don't have to take up a ton of space. Oh, just find a teacup. Right. Yeah. Yep. There's Mm -hmm. so many beautiful little succulents now that you can have indoors in things like teacups or little pots. And this, it really does bridge that gap between Christmas when the tree comes down and spring when the tulips come up. It's like, yes, I don't really want it to be all barren and brown we have this Mm -hmm. beautiful gift of living in the 21st century and we can have house plants and that is a gift (laughs) it is a gift sometimes you get an extra gift last year we got a little sweet lizard with one of ours from home depot seriously yeah to my kids my children's delight they named him jimmy because that's what they name everything (laughs) jimmy or jeff and um he survived as long as he could. I mean, he was definitely not meant for this world, he, yeah, this northern world. And he came. Uh, he was. He Wisconsin. was from further away than Florida. It was just like we googled it. We tried so hard to keep Sweet Jimmy alive, but <laughs> he lasted, you know, five weeks or so. Bless him. Bless his little heart. Oh. His little reptilian heart. Cold-blooded reptilian heart. Yes. Yeah. House so sometimes plants. there's a little a little treat. House plants. We actually so our <laughs> house plants YouTube video last week. Uh, we'll talk about this more in Thursday's episode. But I have a bunch. I mm-hmm. have eight trees living in my house right now. And you've been to my house. Like, there's not really room for eight trees <laughs> right now or ever. But they're here, and so I have trees shoved everywhere. Like I've. Two grapefruit trees, two lemon trees living in my living room. I've got two olive trees in the kitchen, two avocado trees in the dining room. And it's amazing. It's like jungle. And it doesn't make any sense in terms of like design. (laughs) Because they have to just be pushed up against the windows, get as much sun as they can. So I'm not really thinking about Mm 
mm-hmm. how does this fit in this space? It's like, no, it needs to stay alive. Sometimes that's the point too. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. I think actually citrus trees, if people live where they can't grow citrus outside, citrus trees actually make a really great house plant. Like my, oh my lemons gosh. are ripening right now. My family cursed mm-hmm. me for six months. They're like, you got a lime tree. I'm like, you don't know nothing. I kept telling them my family did the same thing. They're like, are you sure this isn't a lime tree, mom? Like, it's not a lime tree. Just wait. Lemons take nine Just months. Just you wait. It'll happen. It'll happen. Mine are slowly going now. And I don't think my I lemon like- tree is super happy, but it's alive. <laughs> I don't see how they could be like totally happy inside. I have one with like 10 lemons on it or maybe eight. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one that is like a flowering tree right now. There's okay. just flowers everywhere. That's like, fun. Do you have to, yeah. if it's inside, do you have to like pollinate it yourself while they're blooming? Because there's no bees. You better inside. not have to. There's no bees. I don't inside. know. What am I supposed to do? Get a, no, you get a little Q tip. I just, know, a little Q tip. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I should do that. Tree, make the babies, make the fruit babies. Huh. Uh-huh. The lemon ones, they're not. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yep. That's why I'm here. I didn't even think of that. That's why I'm here. I've had like a thousand sips of wine during this episode. You've had one. You have? Start being like, hey, that's Shay. No, I've, I've, mine's half full. So I've had like three. I haven't even noticed. Okay, whatever. Mm. Well, together, ready? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Finally. I have this on my phone, people. That's why I keep having to look to it. Okay. Um, ooh, okay. I got one. I got one. I got one. Oh, okay. Do this before you get houseplants. Okay, hang on. Hang on. The freeze out. Okay, there. The freeze out. <laughs> the freeze out. Before you bring tropical plants in from California or Florida, do the freeze out. So when you've edited your space and oh, man. you've moved your furniture, here's what you do. You shut your heat off. You pick a uh, semi-nice day, okay? And then you open all the doors and all the windows for an hour. And you make your kids just get dressed up in their warmest clothes and they can bundle up under blankets or put on their coveralls and you freeze out your house and you push all that nasty, snot-filled, breathed air out. Yeah. (laughs) you bring freezing, cold, sharp, refreshing new air and you're welcome. I'm due for this. I mean, this. because seriously. I'm due for this. Stu always and teases you know what? me. Take your drapes out too. Like shake those out while you're doing the freeze out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because drapes are disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. 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 I sleep with my window open. Our bed is right underneath a big window. And mm-hmm. we each have a little window by our sides of the bed. I sleep cool. with mine open. And Stu always says, like, why do you do this? It's freezing outside. And to me, oh, there is something matter. about fresh air on my face. I don't care if it makes me cold. I, I need mm-hmm. to breathe that air. And there's a reason I didn't I didn't do so well in Alabama with that hot mug, muggy. That's 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 a different animal. I missed that mm-hmm. like, punch you in between the eyes cold. That, you know, takes your breath away. I love that. Mm-hmm. And our homes love that. Too. Those I mean, we. Hey, Shay, your kids again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we hear all the time. I mean, you know, as a culture, we hear all the time about indoor air pollution. Like, no, really. Like, open your windows. Don't be afraid of some cold air. Mm-hmm. Talk to your husband. The house will heat back up. It will all be okay. But air that stank, germs, nastiness out. Like, uh, yeah, you could do it once a week for an hour. You could do it every day for 10 minutes if you you don't have the time to run around and throw open a bunch of windows. But it's so good for you. Mm-hmm. It'll improve. I think it will improve, improve everyone's mood. Mm-hmm. And it just brings like a freshness. And especially after you have done something like you said, like edit or you've done some cleaning, like to bring in that fresh air just kind of seals the deal. Yep. Yep. I agree. I want to clean my house so bad. The sun came out today. It's moderate weather. And there are many days where I'm like, family, you need to go. I just want to clean, please. (laughs) Could you go? I will gladly Mm -hmm. get on my hands and knees and scrub the floor for the next four hours. Just feel just go. Please just let me do it. Um, Okay. One of the things I love to do each spring, and I'm glad that we're doing this episode because I needed this reminder. 
I need to trash all my old kitchen towels, hand towels, and bath towels. And I know that sounds dire, but you guys, all these people here showering, all the farm stank. And it's not like they're making soup. Oh. <laughs> Angela's just giving the angry finger to somebody. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Um. Anyway, so we keep old towels, like use them for a lambing or use them for something gross outside or have Stu take them up to the shop oh, yeah. and gross things up there. So they don't go to waste. But in terms of like these hang on the back of my one bathroom door and guests see them when they come in, like, you know, let's keep it a little fresh. Keep it a little fresh. Oh, come on. Can we tell the story about your mom reading you the riot act when I was coming to visit? I don't remember this. Your mom was like, Shay, for the love, can you just get some new towels? Because your friend is coming. But. That probably don't sounds, happen. <laughs> sounds right. Yeah. Uh, because like I will hang on to a towel like till Jesus comes back and it's bad. You just have to, like you said, put them in the the um animal husbandry pile. Yeah. There's use seriously for them. They're, oh, they'll get used. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not wasteful. Right. Uh, my family's not at the stage where I'm really willing to invest in super nice towels. I it's, you know, especially like our little small space. It's all about the small little luxuries for me. That's what makes life really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need the grand adventures. Just give me like a really good glass of wine or give right. me a really sexy towel when I get out of the bath. Like, these are small pleasures that I absolutely delight in. Um, mm-hmm. But I have children. What, what did you that? say? It was Sasquatch. Did you see <laughs> She has a furred collar on. She does look what? like Sasquatch. You guys. No. Who does? Georgia. Who was that masked man? Just like, we are in the Pacific Northwest. Oh my gosh. That Number was one so sightings funny. for Sasquatch. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, um uh, I don't remember what we were saying. Okay, so like, can I, can we just, I want to flush this out just a little bit because I am curious because I struggle with this. My grandmother was always the best. She's still here, so she is always the best, but like with her towels. She okay. always was at JCPenney's. She always had, or um, what was the, some other Indiana department store, but like always just like beautiful towels. And I would go to her farm and wash my face and it's just this plush uh, you guys can't see what I'm doing, but like experience washing my face, just gorgeous washcloths. And they didn't get all nasty on the mm-hmm. edges after four washings. So as mothers who live on a farm and she was a farm wife, like what is an appropriate washcloth? Because I am very frugal. I, there are things like you were just saying, like that I'm willing to spend my money on and then you and I have joked our beds are on cinder blocks, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's then there's things we just don't want to spend money on. But um, I just was so proud. I bought like a huge stack of 12 plush, fabulous washcloths a few months ago for our family because we were using milking rags to take our makeup off at night. You know, it just kind of you get it's like a cycle. You get to that point where you're like you have all the things and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I won't even say it's just really bad. It just gets really bad. It digresses quickly. Yeah. Um. And so this morning I'm cleaning the kitchen and I go to wipe up the espresso beans from my latte grounds. And I'm like, oh, well, this is one of the brand new washcloths that I just bought. And yeah, like we had a family meeting about this. <laughs> I said, this is a family washcloth. See the label. See how it's different. See the nicely trimmed edge. And this is not a milking rag. This is not a dish rag. This is a cloth. <laughs> like, And here we are cleaning I, up the I kitchen. Mean, I got nothing. I, I, I don't know. Like how I got nothing. How, What's the life expectancy of a, of a washcloth if you have th- three or more children? I would we- say probably two times a year. I go yeah. to Target okay. and I just completely redo everything. Like It hurts. Like, like the children cloths. can't eat that week. It hurts. Oh, yeah. It's. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. 
why are they so expensive? Yeah. I, I'm. It's like terry cloth. Is that like know. Egyptian cotton? I don't know. <laughs> silk? Is this one silk? of those silk yeah. washcloths? It's, no, it hurts. It's, yeah, it's ridiculously expensive. I don't like it, but I also, I do use the washcloth on my face every night. And I also don't like picking up a washcloth and being like, I'm pretty sure that this is a cow stain. Someone wiped their butt with this. I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's just pretty bad. Get new towels, get new towels, get new kitchen towels, get new washcloths. I use just flour sack milk towels. We should link to these from Amazon. They're like I buy like a case of 100 and they're. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There is nothing that makes me happier than going into a clean kitchen and having one of those clean towels tied onto the rail of my stove. I'm like, I can do this. This is Mm -hmm. possible when you come in and it's a crinkled one that should have been ironed, but wasn't and isn't, you know, is all stained. And oh, yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. when this tore off and you're just like, I can't do this. (laughs) Life wins today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are going over. So we got to we got to wrap this up. What are we missing? Okay, we moved furniture. We stripped things down. We did our freeze out. Oh, we I got one. Wrote a pit list. Fresh towels. I think we have one left. Okay, I love this. We did light bulbs. No, we already did that. We, we're leaving one off here, and I oh, area rugs love this. and okay. the other. Okay, one. shake out the area rugs with your drapes. Yes. Okay, you do it. We're we'll done just do with that. that one. Okay, move on. Okay, this stems back. I'm ashamed to say I was a huge uh, all my children watcher. Okay, mm-hmm. so you guys dial back with me. Those of you that used to watch all my children with Susan Lucci, uh, seventeen years ago. I don't know, twenty years ago. In her living room, she had a silver bowl. Full of Granny Smith apples. And as a young bride, I was like, boom, that's my move. Fresh fruit. Yep. Put some fruit out. It's so beautiful. Put it on your coffee table. Put it in a bowl on your kitchen counter. Put it in a bowl on your dining room table. It's so uplifting. Some Granny Smith, some citrus. Pears look really beautiful. Pears. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. That's one of my go-to moves with my kitchen, especially now that the table's in there. I've got a candle and I usually have my bottle of wine that I have opened at the time. Um, I don't mean I drink all the time. I just mean it takes me sometimes time to go through a bottle. So I keep it right there so I don't lose it. It always has to be with an arm reach. Um, And then bowls of fruit. So I will do, I like a little bowl of garlic. I think garlic is really charming too. Mm -hmm. Um, and like bowls, keep your bowls in your bowls. kitchen. I keep my ingredients out. I've got a basket of potatoes. I, do I got a basket of onions. I got a basket mm-hmm. of garlic. I have a basket of oranges in there right now, which is really beautiful. And so to me, that's just like, I'm prepared. I shopped. I have food. <laughs> I've got ingredient. Like this is fresh. It's fresh because, you know, because if it stays out there for two weeks, it's going to go rotten. So, you know, mm-hmm. somebody has been in that space, tending to it, loving it, mm-hmm. caring on it. And that's what. That's what fresh fruit says to my. <laughs> but really, like we can't all like afford fresh. We would all love fresh flowers in the winter yeah. on our counter. And fresh fruit is really the affordable substitute for that. Oh, yeah. OK, so 10 ways to freshen your home. Move the furniture. Get some houseplants. Yeah. Strip things down. This is not in order because Shay jumped. Sorry. Choose one room to pit list and get your pit list on Patreon. Uh, bowls of fruit, fresh towels. Freeze it out. Open up all the windows. Air that stank out. Mm-hmm. Wash your area rugs. Oh, we we missed one. Okay. Light bulbs, candles. We did we miss about one. That. No, we oh, missed we one. Yes, one more. Re- okay, quick. <laughs> you got to repaint or wash the baseboards. My yeah, friends. you got to Tom Sawyer that business. Usually, you can up. get away with washing every two to three years, but then about that third year, you're going to need to repaint that. Mm-hmm. Just get a little mason jar of paint, get a little paintbrush, get on your hands and knees. And it really doesn't take that long to go around a room. But looking down at nasty baseboards, to me, it's like that could, that is a trigger for me where the house can be fine. And I look down, I'm like, to hell with it all. Burn it. Yep. Burn, Burn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> just wipe it down as much as you can and just paint over the dust. Just, yeah. Just do it. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So do that. I am taking so much encouragement from this because yes. I'm ready to do this to my house. Now, if all the people living here would just not be here for like a day, <laughs> that would be great. Whoa. Can you imagine? 
Oh, it's man. It's not even like I'm asking to just sit around and watch all my children and eat bonbons. No, no, I'm like, no, no. I will throw I will work. down for you. Right. You want Big a fresh towel? Style. I'll get you a fresh <laughs> towel. <laughs> you want some fresh fruit? I'll get you some fresh fruit. Just need a little space to do that. Right. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, we hope this has been encouraging for you. Like Angela said, if you would like to get a printable hit list template, uh, you can do that over on Patreon. And of course, if you want to watch episodes of the podcast instead of just listening to them, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Some big love. Show some love to our sponsors, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic. And of course, oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Good day, ma'am. Cheers. Cheers.